Andre Sokovia Show. Welcome to the program, everyone. I am Andres Segovia, the Honest Broker. Happy New Year to all of you. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode. This is the news roundup for December, but we are already in the new year. If you missed on, if you missed out on my PSA episode uh, last week, I recommend you check it out because for those of us living here in California, we have the Tenant Protection Act already enacted. So that's uh, as of January 1st, we have to abide by those rules. Um, that's basically a rent cap um, throughout the entire state of California. So we're joining the ranks of the likes of Oregon for that. So find out uh, if you're affected and if it does affect you, how it affects you, or if you're exempt from it in that episode. This episode, though, is the roundup of all the major news of real estate you missed out on in December, which isn't all that much, honestly. And also, I because it is the first official episode of the year, I wanted to talk a little bit about commitment and what's in store for future episodes um, to the program, something I've been trying to work on quite a bit to get things scheduled. Uh, but before I dive into almost any of that, I need to mention that uh, this is kind of like a shameless plug-in because uh, for those of you that know, I'm an associate broker at Mark One Real Estate here in Orange County. And one special program that I've only teased about on this program but haven't actually delved into is a roadmap of how you can get to financial freedom through real estate. And one of the ways that you can do that, whether you own a property or you don't, the point is there is a way that you can retire without saving money. And you can achieve that through real estate, which is pretty great. And the reason why this is being brought up and why um, our office is uh, is specializing in this program is because we're reaching out to people. We understand uh, the that money management is sometimes very difficult, um, especially if you struggle with it your entire life. How would it be like after the income starts coming in? Um, how would you be able to fend off? Because here, here's the true statistic. 80% of Americans will run out of money within five years of retirement. So you're invited to this free workshop about how to retire without saving money through real estate. And it's going to be Saturday, January 25th in the city of Santa Ana. It's going to be at the Embassy Suites by Hilton in Santa Ana. All the details are going to be on my website. Well, follow the show notes at www.theandresagobe.com and you'll find the information for this particular um, event and for you to be able to register. Now, for those of you that have worked with me and you've already acquired property, this is what I was talking about. And you're invited to come to this to be able to get more information about your future plans on what to do with your property or if you choose not to. But the point is that the principles that you can learn here are things that you can carry with you in your life and apply it to other areas of your life. But the point is to for you to be able to build that roadmap to wealth and retirement and security through real estate. And best part of all, it's technically without saving money. And the special event speaker is going to be none other than Mark Prather himself, the author of Why the Rich Stay Rich and the Poor Stay Poor. And he's the founder of Mark One Real Estate, Mark One Mortgage, and the, this Mark One Wealth Academy. So again, follow the show notes at www.theandresagobe.com. There's going to be information about this, um, the entire workshop there and links on how to register for this program. Remember, it's January 25th. It's going to be around the morning time. So keep that in mind from 10 a.m. and onward. So more of that on the show, the show notes. So 
um, I, I because I mentioned that I have to tell you that my license number is zero one nine zero nine four four nine. That's because the Department of Real Estate says that I have to give it to you, so I gave it to you because I did a shameless plug-in. But if you're really interested in learning more about real estate outside of what I speak about in this um, in this program, and also not just delve into the resources, but contact me for a free consultation, go to my real estate website www.segoviares.com. That's segoviares.com. Now, let's move on to theme song, please. The Real Estate News Roundup for December 2019. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to this edition of the Real Estate News Roundup. No, I can't keep that persona up. <coughs> Excuse me, I had to clear my throat for that one. Um, I, I have various news articles in my stack of stuff, and... I guess December is the time where the media conspires to not be so, uh, I guess, on point with whatever the reporting, whether it's negative or positive. I mean, there's always negative and positive stories. But what I mean by that is that there's a general theme to a lot of these articles, like the housing market, the housing bubble, the housing burst, uh, recession, this or whatever. Well, we're not getting any of that. It's like they figured, you know, it's vacation time, so let's uh, let's not really delve into all that stuff. So some of these articles are fascinating because they where were these things back in, earlier in the year? Uh, like for example, um, this is a lighthearted one: the debate over open floor plans rages on. The, I'm interested in those kind of stories. Is an open floor plan pretty good? Because there's some people that are genuinely getting tired of it, and some say, "Oh yeah, you know, it's the older generation that's tired of the open floor plan because they can't think of a modern sense." Open floor plan basically means that uh, you eliminate walls to create an open space, so you the kitchen bleeds into the living room, that bleeds into a hallway that bleeds into whatever other room but some people are actually getting fed up about that that maybe you're one of those that are debating over this and i I, I didn't want to spend that much time talking about the open floor plan but there it is so uh let's talk about um quickly get these things out of the way um the articles that i'm not going to dive into these into in depth kind of like i usually do i'm just going to give you the overview of a lot of this because most of these things are predictions positive and negative uh, for the next year. And I'll reconcile some of these, um, but first set up what we're facing because the number one thing that everybody's facing and everybody's worried about is housing affordability. That's why some people in the government believe and some activists believe that rent control is the way to address housing affordability because you put a rent cap and that thereby solves the problem of uh, rent rates and and your, your, um, your way of living and secures you won't be homeless. But the problem is that it's actually done the opposite, especially in color California, when you have multiple cities that have been under rent control for decades and they've only only increased their homelessness problem and the rents have also increased in those zones versus supposedly um, stifling that as it should have. So there's a lot of concerns about what's going on right now because of the state rent cap. Um, the California rent control law may exacerbate the housing crisis, experts warned. That was a, an article that came out on Fox Business, which is not uh, may. It will exacerbate because we've seen what it's done, and it's going to do it on a statewide level now. So it's pretty crazy. And what bleeds into that, unfortunately, is this article from Reason.com, which I actually want to spend more time on in a future episode because this is not going to go away, that Los Angeles is spending over $1 billion to house the homeless, and it's failing. It's failing. 
it's a very tragic story and I, and I and I don't want to delve into the details in this one but I'm just teasing about it here because I do want to talk about this further on because this is a true thing that we all have to face here in California and unfortunately we're going about it the wrong way well intentioned but unfortunately good intentions do not necessarily result in good outcomes so <clears throat> with the housing affordability being the first and foremost biggest concern uh, there's there's predictions that hey uh, we might have a housing correction next year or we're gonna have a um, a boost in in housing because there's an animation that I'm linking to from kpax.com that that shows the housing market's role in a healthy economy and it's very important uh, for for you to understand just how imperative it is to have a healthy robust housing economy in order to maintain the big economy. Because look what happened 10 years ago, over 10 years ago when we had the housing explosion, or implosion, it brought down basically the entire world. So this is not gonna, like the next so-called recession is not gonna be that, folks. And and for those of you that, are, that were worried about recession, have you asked yourself why you haven't heard anything about it like in two months? Yeah, exactly. Because the media realized that, oh, well, we can't, we can't lie about it anymore. So the economy is doing pretty strong, um, which leads into the market predictions because we have Street Easy on, on CBSLocal.com for New York that's making their market predictions. It's not an article. It's a video. So I recommend you check that out. Um, there's also... Uh, the economist predicting that 2020 will be the most challenging for buyers, says the uh, says an economist that came on CNBC.com. And that's because we have buyers but no inventory. So feeding into that is this, <clears throat> that we do have builders building in more millennial areas because it's believed that the next wave of buyers coming in are millennials. And that's, I'm kind of like reconciling all these articles because that's exactly what it's saying, that millennials are going to be the, the, the brute force of the buyers, but they don't have starter homes. But if you paid attention to my episodes in the previous um, month in November, we had an article about the concern that baby boomers were going to flood the market with too many homes that it was going to bring the prices down. Well, guess what? You have a bunch of inventory coming and you have a bunch of buyers start for inventory because there aren't any right now. What does that tell you? It's that's supposed to even out. That's what we're looking for. And this is from the HartfordBusiness.com. America's housing market is coming back to life just in time to boost the 2020 economy. So that's very important to know because uh, on another scale of that, Reuters.com was reporting that U.S. housing market is regaining steam and manufacturing industry is stabilizing. So these are the things that you need to know that uh, to cut through the noise that uh, every time you'll hear an article, it's, oh my gosh, it's so negative. Now we're going to have too many houses. No one's going to be able to buy them. No one's do anything with it with the rates being at record lows it's a quarter of a percentage lower than it was a year ago which is insane and then you have buyers starved for properties and now we're finally going to get some semblance of of inventory then we're that that means the housing market is going to continue going strong on one point to make because you you've heard that oh my gosh it's slowed down in los angeles it's too expensive well guess what uh housingwire.com was reporting that la is the hottest housing market in california edging out san francisco and what happened here in my backyard, reports FoxLA.com, is Anaheim City Council approves the $325 million sell of the Anaheim of, of the of the Angels Stadium. And that guarantees that the Angels are gonna be are gonna be playing here in Anaheim till 2050. And that's along with they're supposed to bring community benefits, they say, and it's gonna also in, um, add more developments around, which I don't know how much more development can be done because the entire area around the stadium is just being developed already. So this is crazy. 
crazy because this is a lot more stuff that's going on and it feeds into the whole um, issues that we're having with housing and how to house our our, our population here uh, because the California population growth has slowed down since 1900 as residents leave and we have an immigration deceleration uh, as reported by the LA Times but overall we're holding steady at about 40 million people and we starved for housing so there's still something to be done about it even though we do have that concern that uh, we're not growing at the fastest rate but I say I think it's okay right now while we're still figuring out how to house these people because people need a place not place to live now in regards to the housing crisis um there uh, the question is how to address it and i i gotta give kudos to someone that's actually in t- attempting to do something outside of the government's way uh, but if it's if it's addressed because there's no details about this quite yet um besides what's put up on this uh, crowdfunding page if there isn't much more information about it then it's just uh going to be more of a of a welfare state and we know that welfare doesn't actually benefit the economy you could have recipients benefiting from it but it's not going to necessarily solve the problem so imagine this dorm housing communal tvs underground tunnels envision for an all-inclusive three billion dollar 300 acre city for the homeless Yes, this is a crowd-funded uh, initiative started by Dwayne Nason, founder of Folsom-based Citizens Again. Then he released details of his plans for an estimated $3 billion private city equipped, for, equipped with anemones and services for 150,000 high-needs population, which basically means homeless. Um, the population of, of, uh, of the homeless in, ni- in 2018 in Los Angeles was about 130,000. I mean, in California, 130,000, which is pretty sizable, substantial number when you really think about it. Um, and with the whole rent cap now being in effect, it, don't be surprised that the number is going to increase astronomically because it will. Um, now, I didn't go into details about the homelessness crisis um, that I would have, but that's going to bring everything down. So I will address that separately in a different episode. Might even be a PSA because it's something that I want to talk about, but it's not. Um, it's. Uh, we haven't truly addressed it um, um, with pro- proper solutions other than throw money at it, so to speak. But it's not going to go away in that sense. Businessinsider.com, this was their literal headline. American millennials are expected to be a driving force behind the housing market in 2020, but there's a problem. There aren't enough starter homes for all of them. Well, with the baby boomers supplying so many homes, this is hoping to be that solution to them. And now also about housing affordability, other ideas that are being thrown out besides this crowdfunding initiative um, is that the, the, uh, the WhittierDailyNews.com is reporting that housing projects for veterans are being proposed in Norwalk, which is um, housing devoted to uh, veterans. And one of the late articles that didn't make my stack of stuff, but I did happen to see it from Whittier Daily News, was that the, the oldest church in Whittier um, for uh, the last Sunday of the year, they held their last service. Then they're shutting their doors and they're going to be um, basically redeveloping to become housing for seniors. Um, and so everybody's trying to find ideas on how to be able to cope and manage um, for those that are either on fixed incomes or of, 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 uh, of that uh, fall into a specific category of assisted living. So everybody's trying to come up with different solutions to address this because it is something that needs to be addressed and it's just a very complicated issue. Then we have the SACB.com reporting that tax credits are going to be used to improve affordability housing in Maine. So this is something that stretches all the way to the tip of the East Coast uh, coast seaboard for you to know that this is not something exclusive to California. It's actually a nationwide thing. 
And that's the way the news goes. So let's talk about commitment. Um, that's how I want to close out this episode because uh, this is the time of year where people make new commitments because the new beginning, a new year, and now that it's a new decade, even more significance, right? Well, that's just it though. Uh, we're a few days into the new year and how many of you have, have stuck to your so-called resolutions? I've always said that I don't do New Year's resolutions because I think it's pathetic because I resolved to lose weight, for example, uh, because it was gained all through the holidays from Thanksgiving to or from Halloween all the way to New Year's with all the parties and stuff and the candy and the and chocolates and the cookies and the hot cocoa and the, oh my goodness, so many things. So with all those different things and then... Uh, we resolve to lose the weight in the new year. That doesn't happen. So then when the new year comes around, we commit to losing weight because of all the candy, the cookies, the chocolate, the sugary drinks, the parties and everything. So you see what I mean? It's a perpetual cycle. And you have to break out of that mold. And the only way you're able to do it is through commitment. Um, and if you want to have an accountability program, that's another thing that you can also consider too. Well, whatever you decide to do, whether it's whether it's you're looking into finally getting into real estate, for example, or whether you're finally looking to put off those extra pounds that you could you could shed, the mindset is the same. If you finally want to write that book that you always said you wanted to do, everything begins with the first step, and that first step is a mindset, a mindset that requires commitment. Because when you're committing yourself to something, that means you have to let go of other things that are hindering you in your life. We have to do that all the time. Making a choice of this or that. And I'm not talking about first world problems. Oh my goodness, should I get the white iPhone or the black iPhone? These are pathetic first world problems. I'm talking about real life changing decisions. So folks, whatever it is that you decided to do, be committed to do it. Be motivated. I've shared my stories numerous times on, on my, my program, and I'm bringing on some other people to share their stories as well. Not real estate related at all. It's just the part about life. So life, to stay motivated, to stay going ahead, because I can give you all the real estate advice you can get and to be like on your, on your way to wealth. But if you don't take care of yourself and you're not there to see any of that come to fruition, what was the point? I can show you how to use technology the most efficient way possible. But if you contract some disease that could have been prevented and you can't utilize the technology to help you, what good was it? That's why I talk about these things. That's why I talk about real estate, tech, and life. They all go together because the only way for you to be able to work smarter with technology to help you advance and manage your financial planning, be it through real estate or financial things through stocks and investments of other sorts, is by being on point with your own life. I never understood that part about uh, the Bible saying that love others as you love yourself because growing up I hated myself. So when I correlated the, the verse about uh, do not try to take the speck out of someone's eye when you have like basically a tree trunk in your own. Um, the idea is not so much being a hypocrite. It's like, why are you trying to help somebody else when you have problems of your own? And that's what I had to learn to fix in myself. 
because once those two things I understood and came together, I realized that I can't help others if I can't fix myself. And I fixed myself to be able to help others as well. Because I, it, by helping others, I help myself too. Because it keeps me motivated. And that's why I do what I do. So be committed. If you want to know more about healthy habits, stay tuned because I'm going to be bringing someone on that has a powerful story, an inspiring story, um, and also a health coach in the same program um, that, uh, I've, uh, that I participated in. Uh, and if you're really curious about that kind of program but you can't wait for that interview, you can check out my episode with Healthy Habits with Priscilla because she was my coach, a dear, very dear friend, basically my sister. So I recommend you check that out. And if if it's not the healthy side of things, you want to see how to use tech better, then by all means, check out my YouTube. So you can see how you can utilize different uh, technology better with things that you already have. And yes, I will be doing more episodes to that effect, regardless of what YouTube's been doing to stifle and demonetize me in, on that front. And of course... If you're looking how to better manage your finances, how you can better understand how you can build your way to wealth and not necessarily have to wait for so long or don't know um, when the time is to strike, well, keep listening to my show about real estate advice. But if you want to have a consultation one-on-one with me, then that's where you reach out to me. So you can find all my contact information on either website, www.deandresegovia.com or www.segoviares.com where I have all my real estate resources there. So you can find the same contact information, but more so my socials on my show site. So you can find everything there. Reach out to me and say, Andres, I think I'm ready to talk about real estate with you. Um, can, can we set up a meeting? If you're in Orange County, Los Angeles, by all means, hit me up for free consultation. Let this be a new beginning for those of you that are definitely want to make a change in your life. And it's a new decade. End this one stronger than you did last year. I wish you all a healthy, prosperous, and happy New Year 2020. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Andres Segovia Show, and I'll see you on the next one.